Welcome to the Journal Stars Fresh Pressed News Podcast. I'm Zach Plahacek, and I'm here with uh, Corey Raymond. Hi, Corey. Hi, yeah. And uh, Margaret Reese, uh, education reporter for the Journal Star. Hello. Hey. Uh, Corey, since you're the visitor here, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, and then uh, we can start talking about what we're going to talk about. Uh, my name is Corey Raymond. Uh, I'm a defense attorney here, a trial lawyer here in Lincoln. Um, I went to public school uh, growing up. Uh, my graduating class was 12, about an hour from here, Lewiston High School. Went to Peru State, got my undergrad degree in teaching, and I went to the University Law School, graduated there in 99, and I have been up here ever since. Uh, been on my own since 2004, before I was with John Stevens Berry, learning how to be a criminal defense lawyer. I have two boys, ages six, a kindergartner, and 13, who goes to Pound Middle School. And um, we're here today, we're going to talk about security, safety in schools, in public schools in Lincoln. And Corey, you've been very active on this subject in the past month or so? Yes, I have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, tell us about that effort. After the shooting in Florida... um, I think anybody who has a Facebook page is familiar with the arguments over guns that ensues after any like that, and I stayed out of it. I was not going to get involved in it. Nothing ever happens. About a week after Florida, I was down at my parents, and my 13-year-old came up to me, and he had started to talk to his friends, and we hadn't really talked much about it, and... He comes up to us, my dad and I, and he looks at us and he said, why don't you people do something? Kids are getting shot in school and you, you guys don't do anything. And my dad looked and I looked at each other and my dad said, he's absolutely right. So I sat there and thought about it for a day or two. And again, do I want to go jump into this cesspool of gun argument that doesn't seem to go anywhere? And, you know, in the end... I've thought about it. There's not going to be any changes to the gun laws. I mean, if you're realistic with you, there's nothing going to be passed by this Congress, whatever side you're on, okay? This president isn't going to sign any substantive gun laws, if you're honest with yourself. Maybe something around the fringes. So even if you want all guns banned or you want guns in schools, there's probably not going to be anything that's really passed on a federal level. And that's when I started thinking, well, we got to start securing the schools. Um, That's the one thing that I think we can agree on. And I think I started complaining about it on Facebook. And next thing I know, I had a whole bunch of followers. And I said, you know, I'm going to go to the school board and I'm going to say, we need to put some security in our schools. We need some security doors. And next thing I know, I had 100 people agreeing with me and wanting to show up as well. And, and uh, Margaret has been covering a lot of this over the past month, and she's got some questions for you. So, we'll, yeah, we'll talk yeah, about that. Well, a bit. one of the first things you really took on, I think, or really argued to public officials, to the school officials about, was the lockdown procedures. Yes. But how'd you, how, did it, how did you come to that? I mean, how did you, what made you decide that there was a problem there? Well, I think a lot of parents kind of had blind faith that the schools were taking care of this and everything was going to be fine and they knew what to do. And then I started looking at it and getting into it and realized my son hadn't had a lockdown drill in two years. Um, And I blame myself that I wasn't more up on this. 
I, you know, I think it's one of those horrifying deals you just don't want to think about, and I'm sure they'll take care of it. But they weren't taking care of it. And I don't, you know, I'm as critical of myself as I am with the public schools that nobody was holding their feet to their fire that these drills were being done. And that's apparent by the fact that over half the schools all of a sudden did lockdown drills <laughs> the past month. Right. And nobody had done them the whole year before that, right? right. If you're going to do a lockdown drill, you need to do that during the first month right. so the kids know what to do during the, the school year. Uh, so the more we looked into it, um, the more I realized <laughs> I think the school needs to look into it. I think... The, the district office needs to hold each school's feet to the fire to make sure they're doing it. Um, you know, there's no state mandate that they do these lockdown right. drills. There are for fire and tornado. And I have the benefit, he, he's avoided this. I have, my brother is a superintendent of Auburn High School, and he's, he's avoided giving me too much information. <laughs> but I did ask about the, the, the state laws regarding lockdown right. drills. And I mentioned, isn't it odd that there, you know, the chance of a tornado hitting the school is pretty slim. Fire, uh, but these these shootings happen all the time. But it's not state mandated. He texted back and said, "If you cause me to have to file more paperwork with the state <laughs> department of education, we're gonna have it. We're gonna get in a fight." So I I don't know if that's gonna come up or not. But do you think the state should mandate it? <laughs> the the easy answer is well, of course you should. If if you have tornado drills, fire drills. Of course, I mean this is the real threat that we're right. facing now. It might be small, but so is a tornado, and so right. and so is a fire. Um, so again, I think of my brother yelling at me at the risk of that. In a perfect world, parents are involved enough that we realize the school's having it, and we're making sure that they're doing it, and principals are doing that. Well, part of I think the issue right you raised, and there seemed to be a lot some acknowledgement um, on the part of the schools that maybe they need to do a little more communicating with parents about when they're doing the drills and what they're what they're telling kids to do and you know so that there's a two you know so that parents can talk to kids as well as schools help talking to kids and that, that was one of our big asks because if I got a six-year-old who and he, he had done them he knew what I was talking about he talked about how they sat under the table mm -hmm. and they had to be quiet and his friend Dusty or something was, you know, he had to tell yeah. me how the kids do, right? But, yeah, it's good to know that that happens so a parent can follow that up and talk to their child. And to their credit, I think the school has done a lot better job communicating with us about these. Yeah. Well, the other thing about lockdowns I wanted to just talk to you a little bit about is it seemed early on that you were concerned with how they were doing them as well. You really uh, seemed to like the 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 philosophy of, what is it, run, hide, fight? Yes. As opposed to lock lights out of sight. Yes. So talk to talk a little about that. And, and I think maybe you took your son to a training. Is I did. Right? Um, now, now, and again, I, got, I understand where the schools are coming from because the Lincoln Public Schools aren't unique in this about the lock the doors and hide. But, you know, Homeland Security, if you go to any of those trainings, they t teach you how to run hide than fight. And I still could do a better job educating their teachers, offering classes that demonstrate it's not always necessarily best to lock the door and hide. If you can tell that the threat is across the school, um, your best odds are to get out of there. Um, you know, and, and 
that class up in Omaha, I'll plug them for 88 Tactical, they teach a class about for kids, parents, teachers, and I learned a lot. And it was great. And, you know, we talked about barricading the door and what's our escape route. Okay, if that doesn't work, how are we going to act next? And the other thing I thought about is, to me, I want my son thinking, I got a chance. When, I, when, when you looked at that Florida thing, those kids were hiding under a desk on FaceTime. How crazy is that that somebody is trying to kill you and you're on FaceTime? That's the only thing that you can think to do. Now, if, if I have a child, again, you can argue, well, it won't make any difference because an AR-15 is all-powerful. I want my child still thinking, if there's a threat, here's what I'm going to do. I have a chance at this. Not, I'm going to be on FaceTime before I get shot. Right, right, yeah scary. It is. <laughs> yeah. And there's also, I think, the schools have to deal with kids who are 17 to 5, 5 to 17. Right. You know, wh what you would talk to a 5-year-old about is going to be very different, you know. It is. and it, it, But, you know, like my son, as I told him when we're driving back, I don't know if his English teacher is going to remember what to do. I don't know if anybody in your class. But the thing is, all you need is one leader in your class, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's a 14-year-old or whether it's your history teacher to realize, here's where the threat is. You know what? We can get out this door. If not, we're going to lock the door. Then we're going to barricade all of the, the desks. All you need is one leader in each classroom. And I expect you to be that leader if right. it happens. Right. Um, let's move, maybe move on to another subject. And one thing that wasn't a big issue, I don't think, with you initially, but maybe is, seems to have gotten some legs, is the school resource officers. So could, talk a little bit about what you'd like to see in that regard. And if I could, the, the, yeah. we, we, picked a, we picked three or four issues, and we were very cognizant of cost, okay? Yes. Yeah. It would be easy for us to say metal detectors and spend millions of dollars, but we knew that wasn't realistic. So um, I'll get, I'm going to get him in trouble for this, but when we met with Chief Blindmeister, it's not that he advocated for anything, but he said, you know what, you guys, pick yourself a couple issues that are attainable, and you fight for them, and if you get those, you fight for something else. Again, he wasn't advocating necessarily our sure. positions, but it was good political advice. But we, we are making progress on our issues. Yeah. And so the and mayor... Why don't you enumerate what those okay. are besides the lockdowns? The lockdown, they are addressing those drills. The security doors, not all schools have security doors. The school will tell you they have secured entrances. That is different than a security door. Some of the elementaries have security doors. My son doesn't. <laughs> and I will point out every school board meeting I can that the district office... Those adults are protected by security doors, and my six-year-old is not. And I'm going to keep saying that until um, security film. The, there was discussion about the Lincoln Police Department having access to the security cameras in the high schools in the event of an active shooter or emergency. There have been ongoing discussions. We never got a real good answer why they hadn't finalized that, but apparently it has been finalized. It has so. been finalized. Good. And yeah. then this, just to clarify, this is police having access to live video in the event of an active right. shooter situation. Right. And there were some federal privacy questions that were... I, I mean, I don't, I've never had the school people say that. Well, I have, actually, yeah. I think they're... One of the things they were very concerned about was student privacy, and there were discussions about that when they put the cameras in a couple of years ago. Um, 
They, Margaret's they, pounding on the table. I'm sorry, I'm so animated. Um, they, when they put the cameras in a couple of years ago, the privacy concerns were some issues, and there were people who came to the board and said, "I don't want, I don't want a camera in the classrooms. It's going to chill my, you know, the discussion. You know, my willingness." So I think they were worried about that. I don't know what the holdup was, but um, they have about fifty, an average of fifty cameras in each high school now. And a few in other schools, but they're very strategically placed. I don't mm -hmm. think they would say, serve the same purpose. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I I think you're advocating that may have that in the Parkland shooting. Yeah, you know, kind yes. of. We like to take credit for it. I, I know they were working on it. <laughs> right, we, we right. It just, had been it had been under discussion. I yeah. think. So yeah. sorry to interrupt. But so lockdown drills, um, secured secured entrances. entrances, video, and then the last thing. Uh, the secured entrance monitors, um, it's, it, it, it sort of goes to the training um, at the schools. You know, I have all sorts of emails and stories from different parents that talked about I can walk into that school anytime I want. It's so happenstance with each school how seriously they take things. And, you know, the school calls them secured entrance monitors. I call them a door monitor. It's, and I understand the purpose isn't to jump up and stop an intruder. The purpose is for the lady to take an ID and see if you have business in that school. If so, she allows you in. If not, I, I think they flag people too. I think yes. they deal with a lot of custody issues. Yes. So if there are custody issues where one parent should not be coming in, or, you know, I think that's, that's another issue they deal with. Anyway. I'm sure that's the most yeah. common issue that yeah. they deal with, yeah. yeah. Sure. Let's talk about secured entrances, and, and you're right, and just kind of, if you could explain a little bit about what your issue is. I mean, I can say, I can say here's what the schools did. They spent a lot of money making a barrier between getting into the main part of the school and um, just, so you couldn't just, well, in most schools you could open the front door and walk through. In a few of them you had to go through the office, but not very many. So they, um, now that they design new schools, they have various, but often they divert. So some schools, you walk in, you check in with the entrance monitor and they buzz you in. But I think your concern is that in many schools, that person is sitting in the main office. And so you're, you can't walk through the school, you have to walk through the office. But if, do I understand, your concern sure. is that you can walk into the office but the door from the office to the main school is... There is no security door to get buzzed through in many right. elementaries. You still have to go through the office with right. the secured entrance monitor. But, you know, and they're not going to share with us how many schools have the secured door and who don't for security right. reasons. Right. Um, but there, there's different ways to do it. I mean, if you go out to Waverly, if you go to my brother's school, you walk up to a door... There's an intercom, you press the button, there's a camera there, you tell them your business, boom, they hit the buzzer and you're allowed in. I mean, we have it down here at Lancaster District Court. That's how right. I go see a judge. It, it couldn't be that expensive. Right. And so, for example, my son's school, if I want to go in there, I walk in, tell the walk into the office, and then the school's right there. There is no buzzed-in door. Part, some people would argue, well, what's a glass door going to do anyway with an AR-15? Uh, you know what, if you put, I mean, there's whole, a whole bunch of stuff you could do, including if, if you put 
safety glass or the safety wax that they put on hurricane windows. You cannot get through a window. You, I mean, look on the internet, look on YouTube. You can shoot that, and you're still needing a hammer to break through. And if the whole point of our our drills is that you're going to hide until the police get there, well, LPD's response time is 11 minutes. Any barrier you can put up between somebody with a gun and that's going to delay them enough that maybe you save a couple children while the police arrive. So yes, maybe they can get in if they're determined to, but when your whole system is based upon the response time of the police, isn't it follow that every barrier you can place between the shooter and your child is going to save lives? So would you like to see the buzzers? Yes, I think yeah. every school. I, I have no idea. Why does my this sounds so this sounds so stupid and fickle? Why does my kid not have a security door and these kids have a security door? That's what I want to know. Why, why new schools get them? This school gets them. Why did they decide that this elementary does not get a security door? You know? Yeah. And and they don't have an answer necessarily. Um, I do think that they are looking into finding the money and the resources to make sure they all have them. At the very least, all elementaries should have the same level of security. I mean, how can you argue against that? Right, right. Some of it was, I think, just the physical. I, I mean, they would say some of, the, some of it was the physical design of the building. My counter-argument would be go out to Waverly, look how they do it. You got an ugly door up front, but maybe you sacrifice aesthetics for security. Right. And there's your buzzer. Put a cheap security camera and an intercom right there, and you've solved the issue without that much money. Right. Although, I mean, devil's advocate. So I've got an AR-15 hidden in my coat, mm -hmm. and I say, and you're somebody I know, you know, I'm an angry, you know, parent maybe, or I'm a student who's angry, and I it could be in the school, and I buzz it, and I say, I buzz, sorry, <laughs> I buzz it, and I say, you know, I'm I'm George. Let me in, and then you come in, and there you are. You have full access. So I, you know, you're right. And that, that you know, with every security measure, security and um, cops have. I've been. I've stole this from the police officers. Security is not about eliminating risk. It's about reducing risk. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for every idea that we have, there's a workaround, right? Right, right? I don't care if it's guns. I don't care if it's school security. There's always a workaround. Uh, so, yes, I agree that could happen. Um, but then again, it might work that one time you right, need it to. Right, right. Well, can we keep talking? Yeah, we're well, I, I, we're running out of time. And maybe since we're talking about police. Yeah, I was going to move to SROs. Perfect. Yeah. Talk a little about your what you'd like to see with school resource officers. Okay. And we jumped to that issue because we're making so much progress. And then honestly, we heard the mayor talking on the radio and he seemed open-minded to the city hiring some SROs. I sent an e um, e email to everyone and said, hey, guess what? <laughs> because other people had already asked about SROs in our group. And that's why we met with right. Jeff Blymeister, who kind of gave us the, the lay of the land about the re reality of, of money. Um, so yes, we've been advocating for SROs we would like a school resource officer in every junior high, at least, in a presence in the element, elementary schools as well. Um, again, we're cognizant of the budget issues. So, you know, in a perfect world, we'd want them in every school. Mm -hmm. And the one thing I have to say is a school resource officer, it's not a security guard. 
we have all these parents talk about their school resource officer and how they're still friends with them and how he was such a positive role model. And it wasn't about busting the kids that showed up with weed. It was about that school resource officer coming up and putting his arm around you and saying, hey, what's going on here? Why are you having a bad day? And, and they still remember that. And so it's role model. It's security. It's a teacher. I mean, you know, I talked to John Ways, who is one the right. most famous resource officer in Lincoln, apparently. <laughs> and, he, you know, he, he would get called in to, to classes. Teachers would have him say, okay, Johnny doesn't think it's important to learn math, but he wants to be a police officer. Officer Ways, can you explain a crime scene and why you need math? And boom, crime scene. You got their interest, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and so there are all these things. And the other thing is... If we believe in community policing, and that's the what everybody talks about, you got to get the police in community policing. How, what greater thing? What greater effort of community policing is a police officer around your children, realizing that they're not the enemy. This is somebody I can trust, right. and that's going to have a lasting impact for the rest of their life. Sure. What's the security benefit of having them there? I mean, if we're talking about school security, that's the and under certainly all the all the relationship pieces are really important and have always been an mm -hmm. important part of the school resource officer thing. But you're coming from you're looking at this from a security perspective. I am. Okay. The LPS relies heavily on their threat assessment. They want to get there beforehand. Mm -hmm. Now they rely on the kids and the teachers to do that. I can think of no other greater resource than a school resource officer who is for friendly with the kids, mm -hmm. who is trusted, who the kids have somewhere to go to to say, hey, this kid just threatened to blow up the school, right? And if you have a connection, the kids are more likely to go to that person that they trust, a law enforcement officer. So that's the first thing. Second, you know, there's an argument that uh, a crazy person is going to avoid a facility with somebody with a gun. And it's a police officer. He will have a firearm. I, I don't know... I suspect, I don't know honestly, but if the resource officers have uh, have it concealed when they're on our campuses now or they have it open. I'm not, I'm not either. I, I assume that it's concealed. Um, so the deterrent. They're in uniform, though. Are they? Maybe okay. Not, yeah. And uh, the third is <laughs> we'll get into the gun debate here, but. There are a certain segment of the population that believes, and I hate to say this, a, the best way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun and in the end we're sending police in there to stop the threat so a police officer on campus what's the difference other than he's right there on campus and again I'm gonna get all sorts of counter arguments of oh they won't do it they'll run and flee that I that's nonsense no. to me it, we got great police officers mm -hmm. you got to trust in your police officers you know, I, I've the the most bizarre thing about my efforts here is how how many nice things I've been saying about police officers and prosecutors because <laughs> I'm usually cross examining them. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I have a friendly basis with all of them, and you know, I have no doubt that these officers that I cross examine and then we joke around afterwards in some in some cases, you know, my. There, that homicide happened two blocks from my son's elementary school, mm -hmm. and I. You're was talking the, about the most recent homicide yes. in Lincoln, yeah. 
And I was at that crime scene, and I could see the body a half block over here, and I could see the entrance to my son's school a block and a half over here. And there was two police cruisers right there, and that I felt fine then, you know, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. because I trust them. And if you if you don't trust your police officers, this whole this whole system doesn't work. Right, right. Well. Corey, thank you so much for coming on. Margaret, thank you for asking all the good questions. Um, I, we're out of time for today, uh, but this has been the Journal Stars Fresh Pressed News Podcast. Uh, you can find us on iTunes and other major podcasting services. Uh, you should also check out our Husker Extra podcast. Uh, thanks to you all for listening. Have a great day. Bye.